Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number six, You Aren't What You Experience with Amanda Jones. Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to Changeable, a podcast about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. And now, here's your host, Dr. Amy Johnson. Welcome back to Changeable, everyone. I'm really excited to be back here and to have the very first guest of the Changeable podcast here with me. The guest today is Amanda Jones, and Amanda is the author of a book called Uncovery, a new understanding behind radical freedom from eating disorders and depression. So the new understanding that Amanda writes about in her book Uncovery is the new paradigm, this this new idea behind how humans work, how change happens that that this whole podcast is based upon. So that's the understanding. That's what Amanda and I both love to share. And Amanda works in the little school of big change with me, my online school. Um, she helps me out on the forum and kind of pointing people in the right direction toward this new paradigm. And she had eating disorders for 23 years, lots of struggling, lots of trying everything, um, lots of old paradigm OP stuff, like we've discussed, lots of interventions. And, you know, like many of us, nothing felt like it got to the core. None of that really just felt like it got deep enough, went to the core. It was all based on do this differently, eat this different, think this way, feel that way. And it just didn't lead to lasting freedom until Amanda came across this understanding that we'll be talking about. So in this conversation, we're going to talk about how we aren't what we experience, really about kind of prying ourselves apart in a sense from what's moving through us. So we are who we are. We are that essence, that clarity, and all kinds of stuff is constantly moving through. And really looking at some examples and some stories and kind of how it is that we come to be a little bit separate from what's moving through us. So I love this discussion. I do want to say it's a little deep. It's a little advanced. So if this is your very first episode of Changeable, you might want to go back and listen to some of the other ones. But at the same time, if you listen to this and it totally resonates, awesome. If you listen and it feels a little over your head or it's like, what the heck are they talking about? That's okay too. You know, that's, I think, how we really come to see more about this. We dive in head first to something that doesn't make any intellectual sense at first until it really starts to kind of come into focus a little bit more. And it it will. It definitely will. So thanks so much for being back here on Changeable. And here's the conversation with Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to talk with you about this topic that I think is um, kind of at the root of everything, which is how we have experience, like we have psychology, thoughts, feelings, stuff moves through us, but how it is that that we get to kind of see that, <laughs> like mm-hmm. observe it rather than being swallowed up by it. And I'll tell you, I mean, you obviously are are in the forums of the Little School of Big Change all the time, and we're seeing, you know, all these conversations happening. And what really brought this up for me recently is is a, a comment someone made that was something along the lines of, 
when my mind goes here, wherever here was, when my mind goes to my, my problems or my insecurity or my anger or whatever it happens to be, those thoughts, it ruins my whole day. Mm-hmm. And although this is such a human thing, you know, we all know what yeah. she means by that. It also kind of got me thinking like, wait a minute, like what, what is going on? Like how, how is it that we're viewing our experience that something can show up in our heads and literally ruin our whole day? Like, how is that? Yes. Again, bombarded with feel, thoughts and feelings and it's about work and it's, I'm, I have too much to do and it's, I'm stressed out and I am suffering, Amanda, I'm suffering. And in the next beat, he says, but I know where my suffering is coming from. <laughs> yeah. And that's, he, he said, I, I know from what I've seen about this, about my brain, how it's wired to spit out computer data about uh, stuff that's important, stuff that's not important, stuff I should worry about, all of that chatter. I know that that is causing suffering, but it's not actually real or true. So yes, I'm suffering and I'm stressed right now, but it's not a horrible, there's a space, there's a a recognition. There's something, there's a little gap between me and being engulfed in what I think is real experience and life look coming at me full force. And that's, I mean, that's literally like it changes everything in the moments when we're aware of that space in the moments where it's any, anywhere in our, like anywhere for us to fathom that there's an us and we're having this experience it's instantly changed. The experience is instantly mm-hmm. changed. Like the experience is an experience, but our identification with it, our seriousness around it, how personal it looks completely changes in that instant that we we kind of feel that there's an us and then this is something that's occurring within us. Yes. So like yeah. that, you know, that right there, that's all it is. And I think it's good for people to see, like we aren't always going to see that. And we're not, not, you know, we're not like, we don't have to always see that. But the more we kind of keep seeing about this, the more that space shows up. Yeah. What it, 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 what comes to mind is that when I, the only time I notice I'm having, well, not the only time, but generally in this conversation, the only time I'm having, I notice that I'm having an experience is when I don't like it. Otherwise I'm just in life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that, you know, and, and that's good because that helps me that that's kind of my little ding ding of that not liking what's happening right now is my recognition of what's true about my experience. Because otherwise I wouldn't, I'm just in life. I'm just feeling and thinking and um, perceiving and sensing and, and there's no problem. And that's, that's our natural flow. It's so fluid. And then the brakes get slammed on when I don't like this comes up, but that I don't like this is a gorgeous, beautiful marker for 
oh, okay. What, what is this that I don't like? And actually, you know, that puts me back into the reality of the situation, which is thoughts and feelings arising and dissolving, period. So I have a, um, a woman I work with who has a phobia, a few, but one in particular who I'm thinking of, who, who has a phobia. And it's interesting because she totally knows, you know, that the thing that she's phobic around isn't dangerous. Like on some level, she gets that completely. Intellectually, she gets that completely. But in the moment of it, there's, there's a, there's a being like kind of sucked in by the thoughts and feelings. You know, yeah. there's that, that's what we're talking about ultimately here, right? It's like how we, how we get to be pried apart from our experience a little more and a little more often because there's always freedom in that prying apart. Like you mentioned of the guy who said, I'm suffering, but I know where my suffering is coming from. I mean, that's a, like, we're not worried about him at all. He's fine because he's feeling stuff, but he knows where it's coming from. So that ultimately is always kind of the thing, right? Like how do we feel stuff without being that stuff, without that stuff just swallowing us up? So practically speaking, in the pivotal moment where you're, because because thought looks and feels so real, and that is your reality. That's not the time to try to pry yourself out. You, you might not get the thought to do that. So what I like to say and do is to become more aware when I'm, when I'm not having a bad experience or a, an urgy thought, when I'm not so consumed, when I'm in life, can I notice that the separation in whatever I'm doing just in the moment? Can I watch what's happening? So that when those times do happen, that understanding can start to seep into this moment of um, seemingly being engulfed in my thoughts and feelings. Does that make, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, maybe we never pry ourselves apart, but like you're saying, no. we keep yeah. we keep just kind of seeing how it works. That's it. Yeah, that's like it. When people yeah. when when people ask, "What do I do when I have an urge and I can't stop?" Well, I don't know because at that point, what looks real looks real. It it's not it for me in my experience. It never happened in that moment. I did the best I could in that moment. My understanding was for, was grounded and kind of um, cooked <laughs> in the times that I wasn't having that experience. That's that's why I we say stay in the conversation because even when you're not having a horrible urgy experience of of suffering, you have. You have life living you that is, is giving you beautiful examples of this, what we're exactly talking about. Yeah. So, so in every moment, so my, 
clients like facing the thing that she's phobic about. She's feeling all kinds of just major extreme stuff. And there's all, it's never not true that that stuff is just moving through us. Mm -hmm. It's never, ever, ever not true that, that we're, that we're not okay, that there's not an us that's separate from that experience and that that experience is flowing and moving. Mm -hmm. And, and it's just really a question. I mean, what, how it goes for us just kind of comes down to what we see about it in that moment. Now for her many times, you know, it is, there's like a, there's like, it's one, she's one with it. She's kind of collapsed with it, but it doesn't have to be that way. And, and it isn't always that way. There are, there are degrees even of that, you know? So that's what I hear you kind of saying is right. We go through life and we just see how, wow, this stuff shows up and it's not me. This stuff shows up and it's not me. And, And we see that and we don't have to do that, but we just keep seeing that more and more. And, and then that, and then we see it more and more. And then that truth shows up more and more. That's something I replied to someone on the forum about this is that that opens up a space for insight in the moment that we want it the most, which is in the pivotal moment of being collapsed with the experience. If you have seen something in your, in the, you know, 24 in the 23 hours of the day, otherwise you've opened a little space for your wisdom to be able to speak to you in terms that you'll understand in that moment of fear. Yeah. Because you've already laid a groundwork of insight, no matter how small there's, there's a little spark there Yeah, that can arise when you need it. Yeah. So on one of the calls a few weeks ago, you mentioned the little guy painting everything red. Can you? Mm. Yeah. In our minds, the little mind, the little me, it's a list. I, I, I pictured this little painter guy in a white overall and white overalls and a painter's cap. And he's got a bucket of red paint. And when he arises in the moment, as he, as for whatever reason, he starts painting everything I see with red paint. So everything sucks. Relationship. I don't have enough money. I don't like my body. You, you know, everything is painted in this red paint, but I don't notice that there's a little guy doing that. So all I see is red everywhere. And I think everything's awful. And that to me is saying, that to me is like being consumed by your experience. Not understanding that there was simply red paint splattered over everything in this moment. Yeah. Because we've completely lost sight of the guy. Yeah. Yeah. And the paintbrush and the bucket of paint. He's behind us. He's behind us. We can't see him. Yeah. We can see what he splatters the paint on. But if we turn around in one moment and, and, and catch a glimpse of him doing that, which is just the activity of our little mind being scared in a moment for whatever reason. We, we catch wise to it. We catch, oh, I see what's going on right now. There's paint everywhere. There's a little guy doing his thing. And he's just a little tiny guy in white painter's overalls. It's no big deal. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's and a hard little, to- in the little guy, exactly. And the little guy for us is just, just 
what's making the whole thing happen. Just yeah. the process of how thoughts yeah. come into life yes, and then we're believing it. And it's so natural. It's the most natural human thing in the world to focus on the output, focus on the paint yes, and to lose sight of the process. But that's yeah. everything. I mean, that's really yes. what we're talking about here is like just yes. seeing, yes. oh, this process is always taking place. People are always thinking. Thought is moving through us all the time. It's being brought to life. And we're just innocently looking at what's being painted, you know, what's being thought. But we want to look past the what's being thought and look at how is this working? Like what is actually happening here? It's like watching a movie and not remembering or realizing or being aware of the whole production staff behind the whole thing. There's a guy holding a boom mic, there's a catering service, there's an editor, there's a sound, there's a makeup girl, there's, you know, there's a whole production behind it. And then there's this, um, in this amazingly real movie that captivates us. Yeah. And that, again, if it's, if we're captivated, which means we're captive, and we don't know, oh, oh, I actually know there's a guy 10 feet away holding a mic behind the scenes. It's not real. It's being produced. I can, I can be captive. I can go fully into it knowing that I'm okay because it's actually a production. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how we get pride apart from it. We just aren't in the what of it so much. It's that simple. Like we're just not in the paint of it. We're not in the what Mm -hmm. of it. We're not in the feeling. Mm -hmm. Doesn't look like it's ours or personal. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just what's showing up and we get something about how this stuff shows up. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Amanda. It's a great conversation. You're so welcome. It's my pleasure. I love it. I love talking about this. Thank you for listening to Changeable. If you're enjoying this podcast, please let me know. Subscribe to the podcast so that you get each new episode as soon as it's ready. And please consider leaving a review. These reviews help people find their way here. If you want more on how change really happens, head over to dramyjohnson.com and grab the free PDF, Three Simple Ways to Break Free from Habits, Anxiety, and Addiction, even if you've already tried everything else.